Hello, listeners, and welcome to our first 2020 podcast. Yes, we're back. Bigger and better. I'm Dan. I'm Cam. And uh, today we're bringing you well, the podcast, I suppose. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, we're, we might be a bit rusty, you know. It's yeah, been a, first. Been a first couple one of months. Back. It's been hectic. Have a good break, though, Dan. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. How about you, Cameron? Yeah, good. Went away. So um, it you was. Uh, went to the Pacific Islands. Oh, That's yeah. right. Yeah, on a cruise. It on a cruise. Good. No Very coronavirus good. No then. Coronavirus. <laughs> so good. it was. It was good, but now back into it with mm. work and mm. everything. Absolutely. So. Hey, Cameron. Yeah. Just want to ask you a question. Okay, hit me up. What's your f- favorite rap artist? Probably Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah. 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 What's your favourite um, TV show? Oh, that's a tough one, but probably Lassie. That is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Movie? Marley and Me. Oh, my, yeah, that's yeah. about the, the dog, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, real tearjerker, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Yep. You have a favourite song? <sighs> Who Let the Dogs Out is pretty good. Oh, yeah. 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 That comes on, you know, I'm, I'm hitting that's the dance floor. Old school, that <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, you have a favourite animal? Uh yeah, probably cats. Oh, right. <laughs> oh okay. Four out of five. Four out of five, yeah. Uh, no, no, but I think uh, what you're getting to is we're talking about the beloved dog today. We are. We're talking about dogs today. And Dan, let me ask you: mm. How are dogs related to the law in this situation? Well, we're going to talk about when dogs attack. Oh, when dogs attack. Yeah. Dogs. Well, no, yeah, people. People. It it could be other dogs, yeah, yeah, but mainly when dogs attack people. Which seems uh, to... You see it in the media all the time. Yeah, and actually in our uh, firm, it's come up a lot lately. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's... um, I've I've had a lot of inquiries about this, so we thought uh, do a a little podcast on it. Yeah, uh, because I don't think many people know how the whole... No. All these matters work. No. Once you see it on the news and then you don't hear anything about it again. Yeah, so it's um, it's pretty interesting. In uh, New South Wales, we have the Companion Animals Act. So that, that deals with not just dogs, obviously, but mm-hmm. today we'll just talk about dogs because they're, they're, the, they're the animals, unfortunately, that are caught up in most of these um, uh, animal attack incidents. Yeah, you don't really hear about a goldfish attack. or No, well... <laughs> They're just so ruthless. <laughs> they just, you don't survive those no, you attacks, don't have to do you? Those, no. uh, so, I wanted to talk about the actual, um, without boring you too much, the Companion Animals Act, which is an act that you know most people probably don't know exists, but it um, imposes some obligations on, on the, the dog owner yep. or the dog keeper. That's yep. something we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. So, question for you, Dan. Mm. First of all, does the Companion Animal Act? affect just people in New South Wales or is it all of Australia? Yeah, it's a New South Wales Act. Okay. But there'll be uh, similar acts throughout The throughout different Australia. states. Okay. Yeah. Yep, makes sense. So uh, I just want to point out a few, you know, and again, we're, I mean, we're just going to gloss over this because it's quite a large uh, piece of legislation. We're literally looking at it right now. And what is it, about 200 pages? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a couple hundred pages. But we're going through uh, to section seven. Yep. Uh, and that... That talks about the the owner, so it's not as straightforward as as you think. And lots of cases have been run about who is the owner of a particular dog. Mm-hmm. So, just briefly, that the meaning of owner doesn't just mean the registered owner, because sometimes 
there is no registered owner. That happens all the time. Yeah, so, I can imagine, especially before like microchips yeah, and yeah. everything came in. So the legislation um, or the parliament are obviously uh, aware of that problem and they've said in the legislation that the owner of the animal is, or the dog in this case, is also where, where it's normally kept, so by the person who normally keeps the animal. So you don't have to be the registered owner. Okay, so say you foster dogs, for mm. instance, you'd be deemed the owner. Yeah, you may not be the registered owner, but you're oh, deemed wow. the owner because that's where, you, you, I mean, you, you keep the animal in your backyard or yep. whatever the case may be. Um, so that's, it can be a bit of a contentious point about who, who the owner is. And we'll talk about a case in a minute where that exact um, issue was brought up. So really, is that the first step in these types of matters? So we, we go out, say, on the street. Mm-hmm. There's a dog that's attacked somebody here in Penrith. Yep. You know, they've got injuries or whatever from the dog attack. Yeah, you they need, come to us. Yeah. And the first thing that we speak about is, well, who's the dog's owner? That's right, because if you can't find the owner of the dog, I mean, that's your first... That's a fu- that's a fundamental problem yeah. to running a case unless yeah. you can you can't sue the dog. Well, if you could, it'd be an interesting case. Yeah, but I think what we're getting to here is it can't be like a wild dog or that's a right. wild bear, a wild animal, or yeah, <laughs> a wild bear. <laughs> okay, probably like a kangaroo is probably better, not yeah, a bear. But. That's right. Well, there I mean there have been um, there have been cases with you know wild animals and injuries, and there's you know. You can't. You need a, a person attached person to, to the, attach it to the animal. Yep. Okay, so we've got an owner. So you've got to find the owner or the keeper, Yep. whatever the case may be. But it, if I can just digress for a second, I just want to um, talk about Section 12. Okay. Uh, well, Part 3 of the Act, which is titled Responsibilities for Control of Dogs. And they, this is... These are the obligations, or some of them, which are imposed on dog owners. Which, Every dog owner. Yeah, which people would not even know about. So I go down to the pet store and buy a dog, and then this applies to me. Yeah, you better read this, Cameron. Okay, jeez. Okay, yeah. yep. So here's a here's a few. So if a dog's out in public, I'm not um, you know quoting this word for word. I'll yep. just rephrase it. If a dog's out in public, must have a collar around its neck, and there must be attached to the collar a name tag that shows the name of the dog and the address or the telephone number of the owner of the dog. So if you're really? out there with wow. Marley... Yes, yeah. And I just have a collar on but no tag. I'm breaking uh, the law. You've just broken the law, my friend. Wow. Yep. Uh, so you can be penalised for that. Okay. What else? What are the other obligations I have? Okay. Um, an owner of a dog... Yep or a keeper of a dog, must take all reasonable precautions to prevent that dog from escaping. That seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? Yeah, so having it like a fence or... Yeah. Not yeah. letting it just run around. And... Yeah, or no, you know, big gaps under the fence. Or, you know, there's been cases where the owner of the dog has not understood that that particular breed is quite a good jumper. Oh, right, okay. And yep. you might have standard fences, but that's still not good enough. Yeah. Because that dog can clear... A six-foot fence, or yep. you know, and and the rest of it. Um, so you need to take reasonable precautions to prevent the dog from escaping. And that sounds reasonable, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are various requirements or obligations on the owner of a dog if it's in a public place. Mm-hmm. The Act says that a dog in a public place must be under the effective control of some competent person by means of an adequate chain, cord or leash that is attached to the dog. 
and he's being held by the person. So competent person, mm. would that be a child? Well, probably not, no. no. I mean, that's going to that's gonna be very um, contextual, I think. I mean, well, you, imagine if a child's holding a chihuahua. Exactly, exactly. It's different right. to a child holding, holding a bull a, mastiff. Exactly right, like that, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you, anyway, but you must have control, you know, some reasonable control over the dog if it's in a public place. So, yeah. um, I mean, I always see people, you know, walking their dogs along a footpath or something, but it's not, the, the dog's just walking behind them. Yeah. I mean, in most cases, you can see the dog's quite old and it's not going to, you know. But for not, the purpose of this, if it attacks someone. But technically, that's, that's when, breaking the law. Yeah, you're that's not, when you're in, yeah. in, in trouble. So you need to have it... Um, you know, it says the words used chain, cord, or leash. Okay. Yep. Anything else at all? What else have we got? Because from what you're telling me, it pretty much sounds like you just need to make sure that you have that control over the dog. Yeah, that's that's pretty fundamental. Uh, I mean, there's I mean, there's lots here. If you're interested, you can have a look at the Companion um, Animals Act 1998. Go from part three, but there's a whole range of obligations. They're imposed on dog owners. Sounds like some good bedtime reading. Oh, it's it's <laughs> it's actually pretty interesting. Um, there's uh, you know there's the one that probably most people know about. If your dog defecates in a public place, the the owner or the person that has the effective control of the dog has to clean up after it. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, so anyway, they're the they're the obligations on the on the owner of the dog. So I also had a brief look at the the Act, Dan. Mm. And what I found really interesting was at Section 55. Oh, yeah, what does now, that Now, Section 55 puts further restrictions on some specific types of dogs. Oh, yeah. So right. the dogs that it says are, and trust me, I'm going to get these names wrong, <laughs> but there's the American Pitbull Terrier, which most people yeah, most would people know, know yeah. the Japanese Tozer, the Doggo Argentino, yeah. And the Phila Brasileiro. Right. I have only heard of the American people. So have I. Now, I did a Google search and the Doggo Argentino looked pretty scary. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, that's probably I can why. maybe understand why there's further restrictions on it. They must be um, hunting dogs or something. Something like that, I imagine. But yeah. So, in, in New South Wales, you can have these dogs. Right. There is further restrictions on them. So, right. for instance, like... They've got to be de-sexed within mm-hmm. 28 days right. uh, after you receive the dog. You've got to have them in special enclosures. They've got to have a distinctive collar. And oh. in particular, they've got to be always on a lead and be muzzled. Wow. Yeah. So these are things you wouldn't normally have to do with no, your, your no. standard chihuahua. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, yeah, right. right. That's right. Oh, that's, that's an interesting uh, pickup. Yeah. Wow. So it's just crazy. And also, it's got to be registered. Now, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. don't comply with these, this is where the penalties get pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. So my advice would be to anybody that has Absolutely, one of these dogs, yeah. you need to look at this section fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just thought that was very interesting and in looking at yeah. the act. I, wonder, about I can't yesterday. imagine there are too many Japanese tozers running around. Well, that, well if there are, know. I'm assuming those owners know the restrictions because yeah, it to. sounds like it's pretty pretty yeah. full on. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Yeah, right. Okay. With all these dogs, I guess, that we have, mm. we've got all these restrictions and requirements on the dog owner, but dog attacks still do happen. Dog attacks still happen, yeah. And so the um, we'll, we'll talk about that now, I think. Yep. Um, maybe talk about a few cases. 
Okay. So uh, lay, lay a case on me. What do you got? Yeah, so a 2014 case in the New South Wales District Court by the name of Memeropolis v. Chum. Oh, pronunciation on point. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've been practicing that. Uh, and uh, this case covered a few things, but the, the um, primary issue it was looking at, and I suppose the reason why it went to a, a hearing in, before the courts, was what constitutes an attack. What is an attack? Because uh, so the plaintiff in this case was walking along the road, and a dog escaped from a nearby yard. Yeah, it's it's burrowed under a gate, and it was described as quote small and fluffy. Small and fluffy so it doesn't sound too sort of vicious. But just imagine this little ball of ball fluff. Of fluff. <laughs> right. So she, she was um, she was sixty eight at the time. But what happened was the dogs ran up towards her yeah and then it sort of run around her feet a bit uh, so it hasn't yeah. attacked her in you know the traditional sense of the word yeah it's run around her feet a bit and what's happened is she stepped back she's tripped over a gutter uh, so it okay. sort of caused her to lose her balance in a roundabout way and i can see how that would happen for a 68 year old yeah yeah and this is but this is the contentious point obviously the defendant the owner and or keeper of the dog is saying well the dog wasn't attacking you yep uh but if you uh, look at section 25 of the Act, yep, which says, let me just turn to it. Yeah, the, the contentious issue was obviously, was the dog um, attacking this mm-hmm. person? So the court referred to section 25. And what that basically says is when the dog attacks, it's a strict liability offence, right? So the, the owner or the keeper of the dog, you know, there's, there's nothing intentional about it or nothing... Yep. Uh, nothing malicious about it, but the court held that this, in this particular situation, it did constitute an attack, even though it mm. didn't didn't accord with the traditional. And I can understand how the court got that. If the dog wasn't there at that stage, have she probably wouldn't yeah. have fallen. Yeah. But the court deducted her damages, her compensation by fifteen yeah. percent. Oh, due to the which type is of attack. Well, for contributory negligence, okay. that's, that's what they call it. Okay. So, because she's made the decision to step back. We should do a podcast on contributory negligence in yeah. the future. It's interesting an interesting topic. Yeah, there's, I mean, you know, uh, um, lots of cases feature this um, term, contributory negligence, but because she's made the decision to, to take a step back. Yep. Seems a bit silly, but that's what that's what courts tend to do. Okay. So, that, that was a case about what constitutes an attack. Yep. And what other cases are there? Uh, there's an interesting case, it's a 2013, it's a Court of Appeal case uh, by the name of Simon and uh, Condren. Yep. And the question, one of the questions that the courts had to answer was uh, what happens if the person's on private property unlawfully? Ah, yeah. so say for instance, like a break and enter. And well, yeah, I mean, that seems pretty obvious. This case was a bit... Uh, a bit more sort of grey in that I think what happened in this case is that the the plaintiff was a next-door neighbour. He or she was possibly chasing their dog into the neighbour's property because it, it got under the fence. Oh, right. Okay, yep. Uh, and then the dog, the, the neighbour's dog, attacked this person. Ah, uh, okay. But, you know, technically the plaintiff was... Did not get the consent of the uh, of her neighbour. 
to be on to be on the property. property. So she was quite injured, but she didn't have a case. So right. the, the the courts did not find in in the plaintiff's favour there. Yep. Because uh, she didn't get the consent of, of her neighbour. Okay. Uh, so that's um that was interesting, and then there's one uh, a case a district court case in two thousand and eight. Uh, by the name of Reed and uh, Stretonovic. Mm-hmm. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah, 2008 case. And this uh, was about whether... This was actually quite a, a vicious case uh, where two children were attacked oh, wow. by quite a vicious dog uh, in Western Sydney. But the question the court had to answer was, um, is the defendant liable in a case where the children were playing unsupervised in a street. Uh, so what happened was a dog got out uh, and chased these two these two young boys, about 10 or 11 at the time. One of the boys, I think, got up on a, on a car or something and escaped, and the other boy uh, wasn't able to, and he kept running, and the dog caught up with him and viciously attacked him. Uh, it's quite, if you read the case, it's very, very descriptive. Wow. Wow. Um, but the defendant said, but the children should have been supervised. They shouldn't have been out on the street alone. And uh, the defendant went down on that argument. That, that didn't hold up in court. I was going to say that would be a, a yeah, big stretch. pretty tenuous argument. <laughs> uh, and so the, that boy was awarded uh, about $344,000 in Jesus. compensation. It was appealed uh, just for the amount of money. And yep. it, I, it was uh, reduced to a... a Lesser amount, but it was settled, so I'm not sure what the amount was. Okay. Uh, and the the other interest, the last interesting case I want to mention is uh, the case of another district court case, 2006 case of Mark Philip Hatch uh, v. Morris Wood Davies and Kerry Wood Davies. Mm-hmm. And the court had to answer the question, uh, first of all, what constitutes an attack, which we've discussed, and also who is the owner in uh, an employee-employer situation. So this... This employer basically owned a wrecking yard. Yep. Had a guard dog, like yep. most of them do. Uh, and the dog escaped and chased down a motorbike rider. Oh, so it didn't wow. actually make contact with the rider, but it sort of chased him and run him off the road. And he's, um, he's crashed his motorbike and uh, was, was quite injured. Mm. But the employer was saying it was the employee's dog. So, you know, it, it's not... It's not my dog, basically. Yeah, okay. Uh, but if you look at uh, Section uh, 7 of the Act, it talks yep. about this exact this, this exact scenario where an employer keeps... Well, what, what the court found was the, the employer was keeping the, the, the dog on site yep. f- for, you know, for the benefit of the employer to, you know, guard guard the site yeah, basically okay. so the employer went down in, in that case and was so was all of these liable. cases really from what i'm gathering here all focus around this element of control yeah well if, i mean all in all these cases no one had control over over the, the dogs no so that's that's where defendants go wrong yeah uh and in most of those cases in most cases it's a dog escaping from that's right a yard or something and who should have been the person that was yeah, looking after the dog. Yeah, like you yeah. said before. So I think, I mean, I, there, you know, there's probably a take-home message to, uh, first of all, the owner or keeper of a dog. Yep. Um, 
have a read of the act and just note your obligations. Make sure your dog can't escape. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, it, you know, if you are in a situation where your dog has escaped or you've lost control of your dog and it has attacked someone and you are being sued, in most cases, uh, strangely enough, your home and contents policy can sometimes uh, oh, right. come Cover. to the rescue wow. and okay. indemnify you. Didn't know that. In some cases. Yeah. So if you are being sued, it's worth just checking with your home and content. And, you know, that's even if it happens in a park or something, yeah, not, yeah. not it can on cover your you. property, it can sometimes cover you. Um, but, you know, check with us if, you, yeah. if you're being sued yeah, and we can just help. Just come in and have a chat. And also, too, if you've been attacked, I imagine. And the message to the person who's been attacked is um, most definitely come yeah. and seek some advice and we can um, take you through the steps that, that need to be taken and, you know, we, we run a claim under both the Companion Animals Act and the Civil Liability Act. Yep. So come and have a have a chat to us and we can help you. Yeah, definitely. No, I think, honestly, Dan, when you think about it and put everything in perspective, mm. uh, there's a lot of dogs out yeah. there. I mean, <laughs> so it's the, yeah, the most, you can, you most can, common pet, isn't yeah, it? That's, you can see how attacks like this happen. Absolutely. Uh, and it's not always the vicious ones, like you said. You know, it could be yeah. escaping and, you know, causing a distraction or something. White and fluffy. That's right. Well, white small and fluffy. and fluffy, I think. They're the ones you've got to look out for. Small and fluffy, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that's all from me for today, Dan. Do you have anything else? No, no, that's it, yeah. That's, no, very uh, interesting topic. Yeah. Good way to bring back 2020 with Absolutely, a bang. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, look, listeners, if you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a like on Facebook at Adams and Partners Lawyers. Uh, give us a review. That would be great. Uh, and also, too, Dan, as you know, we've got a special offer for RFS members yes. at the moment yeah, after the dev devastating yeah. bushfires. Mm. So if you're an RFS member out there at all, uh, and um, you, you know, you volunteer. Uh, give us a call because we're offering a free will to all RFS members for the rest of 2020. Uh, so give us a call, come on in, and we'll sort you out. Dan and I look after the wills, mm. and um, yeah, we're looking forward to meeting you. Uh, and also, if you're New South Wales Fire and Rescue. Oh yeah, of course, we've yep. got to got to include them. If you're fighting fires yeah. over the break, you know Absolutely. we're we're here to help you after you've helped all of us. Good point. Absolutely. So um, that's it for me for today, Dan. Thanks yeah. for joining me, and thanks, we'll Cameron. Be, we'll be back soon. All right. Okay. See you guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.